Income Tax Podcast with Mike Grinning. Hey, welcome to another episode of Creative Chats. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today. And my hope is that you get highly encouraged and equipped to show up to be the best creative that you can possibly be. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. On Instagram, I'm at mikebone. And I would love for you to swing by dailycreativehabit.com because I have set up some resources just for you. Regardless if you are looking to be more creative professionally or for pleasure, my hope is that you take advantage of some of these resources that I have created. One is the Daily Creative Habit email newsletter, which goes out twice a week, and it has specific creative prompts if you need some things to kind of get the wheels turning, get some ideas flowing. Uh, it doesn't matter your what your creative expression is, uh, what your medium of choice is, again, whether it's for work purposes, hobby, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just simply to get you engaged with creativity within yourself. So uh, I send out this email. Again, it has specific prompts. It has some inspiration. It has some resources in it with some businesses and some tools and things that I've come across that I think will help you on your creative journey as well. You can pick up a copy of the uh, Daily Creative Habit Journal, which is a 90-day journey. And it is me sharing my creative process that helps you show up and have intention around creating every single day for 90 days. And it asks you questions in the morning and in the evening. And it is simply a tool for you to employ that will, again, set intention for you to show up. It will ask you questions, guiding questions and reflecting questions at the end of the day. You could spend 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, and this will at least help you frame up what it is that you want to create, how you want to create, and how you're actually going to show up and put the work in. This is available on Amazon.com. And again, it is the Daily Creative Habit Guided Journal. And lastly, if you are looking for some help in the way of creative coaching, I have a few spots that are open up right now. Uh, you can go to mikebrennan.me, M-E, backslash coaching, and you can select on a one-on-one, -on -one, one-hour coaching session, or you can sign up for a 90-day sprint. Whatever it is that you are looking for in having me come alongside you and help you with getting unstuck. And we can talk about any number of things that, that you may need to talk about in regards to your creative process, in regards to some of your creative goals, and getting the traction that you need so that you get unstuck and so that you start seeing some real results. So if that's you, I want to encourage you, sign up, and uh, I would love to book a call with you and help you on your creative journey. Again, go to mikebrennan.me slash coaching. For this episode, I want to talk about evolution as a creative person. This is something that I shared on social media and actually in the newsletter that I mentioned previously, but I wanted to share it here because I think we need to pay more attention to this idea of evolving as creative people. As you look on your own journey, I'm sure that you realize that there are moments where you have either 
shed some things that no longer served you. Maybe that was part of a process. Maybe it was interest or what your creativity looked like, uh, a certain art form, if you will, certain tools, certain subject matters, uh, mediums. There were things that you just outgrew. Uh, maybe you needed them earlier on and or or your interests shifted. Uh, maybe it was something about the marketplace where you tried to monetize your creativity and you realized that the need was elsewhere. And so you shifted how you showed up and how you applied your creativity. There are a lot of reasons why we may have evolved as creative people, but I think it's important to acknowledge that this is normal and natural and actually necessary, I believe because it shows that we're growing. It shows that we're learning and adapting and that we're changing as people. And as we change as people, we are letting our creativity reflect that. And so that's why I think we continue to push into learning new skills and techniques and taking new risks. And there's always that next and that new thing that we want to create. I don't know about you, but if you've fallen into a place where it's kind of a rut creatively, you can get bored pretty quickly. And the incentive just isn't there to show up and create. And so you end up in this place where perhaps if you're depending on this for your livelihood, you have carved out a niche for yourself in which you are now bored with and you feel like people have come to know you for that specific thing, but you don't want to do that thing anymore. You wanna branch out in a new direction but people are expecting a certain thing of you. And so you may find yourself in that tension. Uh, or maybe there's just something that you have, that you're following inspiration on. Uh, you've come across somebody else's work or some kind of insight. Uh, and it has sparked something in you to say, I wanna be curious, I'm gonna follow that curiosity and see if this leads me to a process, see if this leads me to an art form or a form of creativity that I will now add to my toolbox or will shift how I show up to do my creative work or shift the subject matter around my creative work. I think it's important to keep following that curiosity, keep following that inspiration and the muse, if you will, um, because those are the moments where we can find breakthrough. Those are the moments where we simply evolve, we change. And I think as you look upon your work history, as you look upon your body of work, whatever that looks like, you can see moments where in the beginning you were testing things, trying things, maybe fumbling. There's a lot of bad work that happens and you have to get through a lot of bad work before you get to good work. And then there's iterations, right? You're doing things and saying, what happens if I introduce this new factor into my work? and you're trying and testing and experimenting. And all this is part of the creative process and all of this can lead to us evolving as creative people and leading to our creativity to evolve as well. But you know, it's not necessarily an easy thing. I know as I think back on my journey so far, even from early days as a kid through going to art school in New York City and some positions that I held in the workplace where it was agencies, you know, advertising agencies or design uh, firms. There was uh, evolution of my work for sure. 
And I was still trying to find myself. I was trying to find my voice and my style and uh, really wrestling with some imposter syndrome and wrestling through what place does personal expression have with professional creativity. A lot of these questions have led me to a lot of the things that I do now. But early on, it was difficult to try to evolve through some of these places. Even as I landed on more illustration and a little less graphic design, uh, I, at least in my personal journey, not necessarily professionally completely, but I, I was I was starting this journey right from a place of depression. I've shared this story before, and it was simply to get some mental health. It was to get some uh, joy back in my life. And I needed to evolve out of the places that I had been in the dark places that I was and wanted to come back into a place where I embraced my creativity again. And so I needed to evolve through some of the darkness and come back to reclaim some places I had been and then go further. I didn't want to just simply reclaim old ground. I wanted to take new ground, but I didn't really know what that looked like. So I was attempting a lot of different things. I was breaking things and experimenting. And earlier on, I did a lot more pet portraits and I had a phase of doing a lot of yoga art and um, a lot of pop culture art centered around uh, entertainment, TV shows and movies and things like that. Now, some of that stuff I still do, um, but there was a lot of evolution for me as a person to figure out what did I like doing? What did I not like doing? What was responding uh, what were people responding to? Where was there a need and overlap with the need in the marketplace and my skill set and my areas of interest and my creativity? Uh, all these things I had to kind of figure out as I went. And this was part of evolution. But it's still hard. It's still something is uncomfortable about shedding what's familiar and what's comfortable. But I think at the very heart of creativity, there is this thought of what's possible. And so maybe you find yourself at war with yourself of wanting to cling to things that are familiar and routine, and yet also venturing out into new territory and evolving. I want to say that's a very natural place to be. It's not a comfortable place to be, but it is normal, I think, as far as the creative journey. And I don't think it's necessarily even something that happens once. I think we can go through several iterations of things and several times where we have to evolve throughout our creative process and journey because it's a living, breathing thing because we are living, breathing things, right? Um, our journey is not static. Our creativity is not static. And if it is, then it's dead. And I think our creativity is always, always reflecting who we are as a person, how we see ourselves, how we show up in the world, the things that we're interested in. Sometimes you go through uh, these phases where you're interested in certain things and you've come to the end of something that you're exploring and then it's time to change the channel. And that's completely okay. And again, sometimes I think necessary. But I want to highlight seven reasons why people, and especially us as creative people, may resist change. And you may recognize yourself in some of these seven reasons. And so I'm just going to take a little bit of time to review some of these. 
and see where you you find yourself in this. I know that I have seen myself in in maybe all of these uh, to to a certain extent, some more than others, but it sometimes gives us good perspective and a means to understand ourselves in the midst of the experiences we have and the change we may be facing and the need to evolve. So number one, the reason why we may resist change could be fear of the unknown, right? Because change often involves uncertainty and it can be, you know, accompanied by feeling like you're anxious or maybe this fear about what the future holds. There's this unknown factor. What if what I attempt to do uh, doesn't work? What if the thing that I make, no one will receive, or I'm misunderstood? Or what if this just doesn't work? What if I evolve into something that no longer seems to be useful to myself or to others? Uh, this fear of the unknown can keep us from embracing the change that needs to happen. And it's all those what if questions, right? What if I fail? What if I lose all my money? What if I, my creativity dries up? What if people stop buying my work or hiring me for things? What if the industry changes and I'm left behind or somehow sidelined? There are so many what if and fear of the unknown questions that we have that can prevent us from moving into and evolving into the next iteration of who we need to be and how we need to show up. So that's number one, fear of the unknown. Number two is loss of control. You know, change can disrupt even the routines that we've had, the ways that we've been doing things, and it can make us feel like we're losing control. Uh, over our environment and, and over our lives, honestly, sometimes. Um, it, it seems like things are a little sideways, a little bit hard to handle because we don't know what to depend on because it's unproven ground, because there are things that we need to do that we don't have experience around. And maybe we need to become people who we haven't been before, right? I mean, that's the whole thing of evolving. It's change. It's be, it, it's it's adapting. And, you know, I think about it in terms of even recently, some people were trying to give me some advice on something. And I had to pause in the moment and ask myself, okay, I feel some resistance here. Is this resistance happening because I don't believe that the advice they're giving me is good or true or helpful? And I said, no, I don't think that's it. And then I said, is my resistance because it feels uncomfortable because it's asking me to step out in a way that I've never done before or to have to acquire a skill or a certain perspective that is not my normal bias or has not been part of my narrative. And honestly, that was the case. And it it really stopped me in the moment to, to make me realize I felt like I was losing control a bit. I felt like I was losing some of the safety and parameters that I had surrounded myself with for much of my life. And I'm not talking about, you know, throwing everything out and starting over, but simply being challenged in a certain way, a certain area of your life, especially creatively, it can be scary. It can make you feel like you're losing control. So number one was fear of the unknown. Number two, loss of control. 
Number three, lack of understanding. We might resist change if we don't fully understand why it's necessary or even how something might be implemented. There's a lack of understanding. I know that um, for me in my past, when someone has asked me to do something, if there hasn't been an explanation for me to have buy-in and understand how this fits into the overall picture or why this is important, um, that lack of understanding is a barrier. And it, it makes me throw up my hands and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I don't really know why you're asking me to do this. Maybe I have another way of doing something and you're asking me to do something differently. Well, okay, if I am open, I just want to understand why. And if there's not somebody who's able to articulate that or explain how something in a process might be better uh, or may lead me someplace that ultimately I want to go, uh, whether it's just generally in life or in my creative process, that lack of understanding can really cause that resistance to some evolution that needs to happen. Um, so I think pausing in the moment to ask yourself what parts of this are causing you to stall or to pause? Is it a lack of understanding on your part? Something that you need to ask more questions about and do some more research around? Is it a lack of understanding because someone who is involved in the process or is leading you hasn't really fully explained it clearly enough and you need to, to follow up with them? Um, I, I think it's worth either way, pausing and examining and asking questions and realizing that at the base of it, when you have a lack of understanding, what you need is information. What you need is education. What you need is someone to explain a process or something to you at a deeper level where you can actually maybe start to own it. And then once you've owned it, you can then apply that and it can help you evolve to be who you need to be for that next season and chapter of your life. So number one, fear of the unknown. Number two, loss of control. Number three, lack of understanding. Number four, personal beliefs or values. Uh, we can have beliefs or values that can influence you know, our perception of change. Um, and maybe we resist because we perceive it as you know, conflicting with our core values. Um, if somebody if somebody asks you to do something and you feel like there's a moral imperative for you to do something different that that something that doesn't align with who you are with what you value, you are going to resist change. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't think this is like a good or bad thing. This is simply a uh, an acknowledgement that this could be something that causes us to not embrace change and evolve. Um, when we have bought into a certain narrative that we've been telling ourselves for a really long time, when we come into something that clashes with that, we can throw up our hands and block the whole process because we say it doesn't feel aligned. Um, it goes against our beliefs or our values. Uh, if we... Here's, a, here's an example. When I was younger, uh, I was doing a lot of drawing and, and got to a certain point where in high school I was struggling with uh, photorealistic style. And 
I just told myself that I couldn't be a real artist because I couldn't do that photorealistic rendering. It was frustrating to me and it didn't come easy or naturally. And, and I honestly, I hated the process. Um, and so I told myself I couldn't be a quote, real artist. I convinced myself that I couldn't really draw. I couldn't really be an illustrator because of this particular style. This was a narrative that I carried with me for a really long time until I finally had to confront the lies that I believed. But that was a painful process and I had a choice to make. Was I going to cling to an old narrative that no longer served me and recognize lies that I had believed and push through and evolve to who I needed to be, even though it seemed like an attack on a belief or a value that I had? Um, I knew that if I was going to do something that I had never done before, um, I needed to believe something that I hadn't believed before. And that was that I actually was a great artist, not just a designer, not just somebody who dealt with fonts and layouts and colors, um, you know, art direction, those things, but that I actually had value in how I saw things and how I could render things even as wonky and as weird and as messy as possible. And the more that I embraced that mess and the more that I realized the mess was actually a core value of mine was to embrace mess and then use it and let that be the thing at which carries the message. Uh, once I unlocked that, I was able to evolve to the next iteration of who I needed to be. And so, if there's something that is causing you to question a belief, a value, again, pause, ask, is this something that has merit? Because maybe it's confronting something in you that needs to change, that needs to evolve. There are certainly things that I believe today that are different than what I believed when I was younger, even in my 20s, uh, just about life, about life experiences about um, myself and the world around me, about my creative abilities, about opportunities, about so many things. Again, and I think this comes from just evolving as a person. It affects your creativity. It affects how you create and what you create and why you create, how you create. There are so many things that this just overlaps onto. And so Examining yourself, your beliefs, your values, uh, are they things that are causing you to stop a process of evolving or changing that is necessary for you in this next season of life? So recap, number one, fear of the unknown, two, loss of control, three, lack of understanding, four, personal beliefs or values, number five, negative past experiences. Oh boy, now we're talking, right? Negative experiences with change in the past can lead us to be more resistant in change in the future because we have this narrative that says, this is what happened last time I tried to do this. This is what happened last time I changed. This is what happened last time I attempted and risked and tried something new. I failed. And so that's always going to happen every time I try to do something. And I think this is a huge one. We see this a lot in terms of how we market what we create because so many of us haven't really been taught how to market well. And even as somebody who went to school for graphic design 
and have some marketing in there and, and helps people with some marketing today. There are still some, some parts of that where having a successful launch, doing market research and validating a, a service or a product or something you've created, you know, it's, it's, it's something you need to learn and it's something you need to understand and not simply create something and then just lob it out there. And I think what happens as creative people is we, we get so excited about what it is that we're creating that we don't think about what happens after that. We don't think about the people who we need to reach with our creativity, whether it's a service or product or, or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so if we've had a negative experience around, hey, I created something, I put it out there, I tried to sell it and it flopped. Well, that hurt. It stung. It gave us a negative experience. And then the next time we go to do something, guess what? That narrative comes to visit. And it's like, oh, remember what you did last time? Remember what the results were? Zero. Nobody cares. Nobody wants what you do, what you create. It's useless. And then it starts to wear away at our confidence and our self-image and our creative confidence if we ever had some in the first place. And so we need to be really careful about this one, about not letting the negative past experiences roadblock us from evolving into who we need to be. Because, you know, if we are going to, to see new things happen, we need to do new things. We need to try new methods. We need to become some different people for different levels of our life. Um, and we need to understand the value that's there. And if we're letting negative past experiences have their way in our minds and block us time and time again, we are never going to get past those experiences. They, they're like chains that keep us bound to the wall. We're never going to break free, free from them and get to the place where we need to get to unless we recognize that and actively work to rewrite that narrative. And a lot of times what we need is more experiences, more wins, more things that tell us even if we failed and then failed again and then failed again, that there's something we're learning in the process, that there's somebody we're becoming in the process. Even if our end result and goal wasn't actually met. So number one, fear of the unknown. Two, loss of control. Three, lack of understanding. Four, personal beliefs or values. Five, negative ex past experiences. Number six, oh boy, and we talked about this a little bit already, but fear of failure. Man, this one, it stings, right? We may resist change because we might be afraid that we're not able uh, to do certain things in a new situation. And we just fear that we're going to fail. We're going to keep failing. What if I don't have what it takes? What if I'm not good enough? This calls into question, are we comparing ourselves too much with the people around us? This made me think of when I had applied for art school a scholarship. I was at the School of Visual Arts and there was an opportunity for me to go in and take this uh, kind of 
I guess, creative test, if you will. And they gave us certain parameters around this. And they said, you know, you can kind of exercise your creativity and do whatever you, you want to, however you want to interpret this. But they gave us the, the project brief, if you will, and said, do your work in this allotted time and in this classroom as we're all together and then submit it at the end. And this is your chance for a scholarship. And I'll be honest with you. I was done. Uh, and when I say done, I mean like I had disqualified myself the moment I stepped into that room. Because immediately I saw all these people who seemed to be so much better than me. They had so much more talent than me. And I did the best I could. And then I remember at the end of this, turning things in and seeing what other people had done, you know, because that's it's not like a paper that you write and you just kind of like shuffle it onto other stacks of paper. This is actually pieces of art that people created. And I, I thought to myself, oh, wow, this is bad because it's not simply that I didn't do a great job to get a scholarship. It's simply that I realized I was missing something. Like people were given the same project and the same raw materials, but some people saw possibilities that didn't even occur to me. And that's when I realized like, oh, what if I'm not good enough? What if I fail because I'm in the midst of these people who are shining and it seems like their creativity is pouring out of them with imagination and my work, it's okay but it doesn't have the same contrast. It doesn't have the same drama. It doesn't have the same impact when somebody looks at it. And I had to, to convince myself in that moment that, okay, even if I don't get this scholarship, which I was convinced that I wasn't going to get it, um, and, and even there, there's a lesson, right? Um, when you go into something thinking you failed already, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I had... To, to make this decision to say, okay, well, obviously the school saw something in me because they said, yes, come be a student here besides wanting the money, right? Um, but I had to say, this was an opportunity for me to learn and grow into who I needed to be in learning and acquiring a taste and getting uh, myself surrounded with the right influences and feeding that sense of um, artistic taste and sensibilities and design with the right uh, influences. This was an opportunity for me to, to learn and grow. And, and if I had told myself, man, I really tanked, I, I, I stunk on this, this test and this opportunity, I just, I blew it. And therefore I will always blow it. And therefore I will never get any better. That is a fixed mindset. That is not a growth mindset. That is something that says, you know what? I'm not able to grow, change, adapt, evolve. Um, and if that is where we start, then yeah, it is game over. But if we get into the process and say, okay, I might not be where I need to be. I might not be where I want to be. I know that I have room to grow and it's obvious to me, but I'm going to work hard. I'm going to identify where those areas are that I do need to evolve and take the chances and not let fear of failure stop me. Know that I am going to make mistakes. Know that I am going to fail. And honestly, even today, um, there are things that I, I have ideas for and I push out through execution. And I 
launch them. Sometimes not the best. I'm still learning and growing in that as well. Um, and there are times when I put things out there and yeah, there are still some crickets. And, and in that moment, I have uh, a choice to make. I can say, well, I did this and it failed. Uh, this didn't meet my expectations at all. Or I can say, okay, what can I learn from this? Maybe there was something that I need a better understanding on. Maybe there's a, a communication piece that needs to be clearer. Maybe there's an, there's a, 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 an issue with the offer, not necessarily with me, right? Or with how I create or what I create. Um, but something needs to be tweaked. And so that is a very different conversation than saying, I am a failure or what I do continues to fail and fail and fail. And I just want to quit. I want to walk away. And let me be clear. You know, I think we all have those, those days where we just want to burn to the ground. We're like, I'm done. I'm tired. I mean, I have those days for sure. Um, I've had one even recently, to be honest, where it's just, man, I'm tired. I want to, I want to walk away. Uh, this is not an easy road to choose creativity for a livelihood. Um, but there are freedoms that come with choosing this life. And there are also sacrifices, real sacrifices. And not everything is always going to be easy or come naturally or be all green lights. Most of the time, the moments in our lives when we've grown the most have come out of trials. They've come out of failures. They've come out of the places where, man, the story just went sideways. And that's where we've needed to grow as people. And that's where our creativity kicks into high gear because we need to problem solve. We need to figure things out. And so not letting fear of failure block us from that, but embracing the change, embracing failure as hard as that is, and not letting fear stop us. Because again, that's rooted in what if, what if, what if I never succeed? What if I never create something that takes off or that makes me money or that brings me personal fulfillment? We won't know unless we try. And we certainly won't grow unless we try. And that's what we need to do. We need to keep growing and keep pushing forward. So number one, fear of the unknown. Number two, loss of control. Three, lack of understanding. Four, personal beliefs or values. Five, negative past experiences. Six, fear of failure. And number seven, finally, lack of trust. We may resist change if we don't trust the motives or abilities of the people around us who are maybe proposing the change. And maybe that's even ourselves. We haven't trusted ourselves in a process. We don't think that we can fully trust our own intuition because either maybe we haven't developed it enough or maybe because of going back to number six, there's been so much failure around things that we no longer trust ourselves. I don't know if what I'm about to do or what I'm proposing the change is actually going to be a good thing or not. Um, that's where we can find ourselves sometimes. Or if it's somebody else who is trying to implement the change, we can be questioning that because we don't know if we can trust that person. I think back to some experiences I had in the workplace, in the marketplace. And typically if there was some kind of change that was coming down from the leadership, 
to the people in the cubicles, right? The people, and I was one of them uh, in, a, in a creative cubicle. <laughs> um, if there was some change that was being implemented and we weren't quite convinced that this was for not just the company's benefit, but for our benefit, man, there was distrust. There was a lot of side talk and chatter and there was a lot of resistance. And, you know, sometimes that meant people at the top saying, hey, we need to fire people and get new people in here because we need people who are on board with the new way of doing things um, because the people we have are too resistant of change. And that can be a very painful thing. Uh, I've seen that happen. I've been a part of some of the things that have happened like that. Um, and I've also been a part of some organizations where, you know what, change was needed and people were suggesting things that were helpful and beneficial, not just to the overall organization, but to the people who work there. Um, and there was a valuing of the contribution of the individual, not just the, the big corporate beast, if you will. Um, being able to trust people around you, being able to trust yourself, being able to trust a process um, and when change is needed in that, to be open to knowing that what got you here won't get you there. There's always a next and a new in our journey. There's always a next and a new in our creativity. And unless we learn to trust sometimes the people around us, sometimes ourselves, and sometimes the process, we might be short-circuiting our opportunity to rise to the next level, to evolve into the next iteration of who we need to be and how we need to show up and what our work needs to look like. Man, it's a big list. It's a full list. And it is a list that I see myself in so much. I don't know about you, but even just examining it, even just taking a, a pause to say, let me ask myself some hard questions. Am I getting in my own way of who I need to be and who I need to become and the changes I need to see happen? Am I making excuses because I'm not seeing the results that, that I want to see? And maybe you've been stuck someplace for a really long time. Like where are the places where you need to be really brutally honest with yourself and say, I need to take ownership and stop blaming the market and stop blaming people around me and stop blaming experiences and stop blaming lack of resources or lack of opportunity or lack of a skill set or lack of ideas or any of the other lack or need and simply say, you know what? If I truly believed that this change and evolution was needed, necessary, and good for me, then I would be doing all that I could to lean into that process, to embrace it as painful as it is, as scary as it can be, because ultimately it's going to lead me to unlock what comes next. And so maybe you're in a season right now, maybe you've been a season, a long season, where you've been stuck and you need to do something differently. I wanna challenge you, go back through this list, identify some areas where maybe you need to adjust some of your thinking and some of your perception, some of what you're willing to do and not do. 
to examine where you need to change, where you need to try something new, where you need to risk a step out. Maybe there's an action that you can take that you've been dragging your feet on because down, deep down you, you don't really believe that either you're capable, that it's going to matter. Maybe you're scared of what happens if I do succeed and the expectations that may be placed upon you or what that may mean in terms of what you may need to stop doing because of something new that you need to start doing. There's so much in here for us to unpack and, and it's so much more than just a podcast episode. But I hope that this at least is starting to get you to the place where you're asking questions of yourself, examining yourself, and maybe this is a time for you to grab a journal and just write some notes and to lean into that process, to ask yourself the hard questions, and to gather around you some people who might really be able to help you navigate some of the blind spots that, that you may have. I know I've had to do that. And that's why I'm a part of some mastermind groups of people where we get together and they do just that. They poke holes in things and they shoot some things down and, and they, they do so in love because they want to see me be the best version of myself I can be as a person and as a creative person and in, the, in business. And so um, choose growth, choose to evolve. Don't become somebody who gets stuck in the past and becomes um, a, a sad story of someone who didn't live up to the potential that they had. I want to say I believe in you. Believe me, if, if I can struggle my way through a lot of these things, you can too. There's nothing special about me, nor the people who have gone before me in this journey. The ones that I look to for inspiration and for assistance we're all in this together, and I know that there's more coming for you if you would embrace change, evolve, and figure out your way through it, even if you need to stumble, because some movement is better than no movement. Stagnation is death, and we are all about being alive, being filled with creativity, being filled with ideas and possibilities, having a vision, having a dream, and wanting to see that come to fruition. And sometimes we just need to catch up with that to become the person we need to be in order to fulfill those things. Man, I so am rooting for you. And I hope that this has given you some food for thought. And uh, again, if you'd like to connect with me, you can do so over on my website, mikebrennan.me. You can connect with me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. I'm at Mike Bone. Share this episode with someone that you may know needs to hear this as well. And, um, you know, let's link arms uh, and forward. Let's go forward together. Evolve, change, be the people we need to be. And as I always end these solo episodes, I leave you with this charge. Go create something. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.